your Bibles with you. Uh, kindly open it to the Gospel of, of Matthew. Matthew chapter 1, verse 18 to 25. Right? Matthew chapter 1, verse 18 to 25. All right, let's, let's all stand for the reading of God's Word. All right, this is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was a righteous man and did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. So she will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they, they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he had no union with her until she gave birth to a son, and he gave him the name Jesus. May God bless the reading from the gospel. Okay, please be seated. Right, let me start with this trivia. Right, do you know when is Father's Day in the Philippines? Right, it's not Father's Day, but do you know when do we celebrate Father's Day here? June, yes, yeah. We know that, you know, Mother's Day is May. Father's Day is June, and it's usually the third Sunday of June. But do you know which day many European countries celebrate Father's Day? Anybody? Now, those who worship in the, <laughs> in the 3 p.m. service, you know the answer already. But before that, do you know exactly from Europe? All right. It's actually what? It's March 19. Okay, you Google it. And in Europe, their Father's Day is March 19. Why March 19? Because that's the feast day of St. Joseph. Okay, that's St. Joseph Day. And we know, friends, that many Christians see Joseph as a paragon of fatherhood. Right? He's really an example of fatherhood because of this, this challenge that has been given to him. Okay, but there was a point that he might not be, you know, if he decided the wrong way, right? Now, we find in the life of Joseph something important for us to learn today when dealing with challenges, right? Because that is our series this uh, Christmas 
Washington 2020. Be courageous this Christmas. There are so many reasons for us to be afraid this Christmas season. You know, the finances, our health, uh, what's going on. Until this very moment, we haven't, you know, healed, you know, as, as a nation. There are still so many problems, so many things to solve. And not just as a nation, as a church, and as individuals. Okay? We all have challenges. We all have to face problems. Some businesses close. You know, some works are, you know, they are, you know, no work right now. Some people are out of work. Some people are trying to start a business. Some people are, are not experiencing the Christmas, you know, feel that they used to have. All these things are affecting us spiritually, right? But the message of Christmas is be courageous. It's the same thing in the first Christmas. Almost everyone involved in the first Christmas story experienced the same message. What? It's always this. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Be courageous. That is the message given to Zechariah. And today, as we're going to study the life of Joseph, the same thing is do not be afraid. Okay, is there something wrong with my clicker? <laughs> it's not moving. Excuse me, huh? All right, so there's Joseph. Okay, uh, can never be complete without Joseph. If you remove him there, then it should not be Christmas. There's so there should be Joseph and Mary and the baby Jesus and and the, you know the three wise men and the shepherds and all. So today we will focus on uh, Joseph. All right, click please. So the courage to serve—that's the title of our message today. The courage to serve. Okay, we are going to learn it from Joseph himself. Imagine this. He's so excited, you know, to, to have a wife, to start a family, and then suddenly learn that, that you know, his wife is, is pregnant and this is not his child. And so, can you imagine the, the plan of this man? All right? There is this plan shattered by a situation which is absolutely out of his control. But we find Joseph eager to serve. Eager to serve. That is what we want to learn from Joseph uh, today. All right? Next slide, please. Joseph rises and shows that fatherhood is more about courage to serve than it is about biology. Even if Joseph knew that this child that Mary is carrying is not his, he took the challenge courageously and became the father, you know, the human father of our Lord Jesus Christ, a task that is beyond him, and yet he has the courage, he has the nerve to do it. Friends, that is what I want us to learn tonight. Maybe sometimes a big challenge, you know, falls on your lap. It's a challenge that is beyond you. It could be about finances. It could be about a change of direction. It could be about your love life. 
whatever it is, sometimes there will be problems and there will be changes in our plans that is beyond us. It takes courage to trust the Lord so that we can still be useful for God. And that is what I want us to learn, you know, as we study the life of Joseph. So our passage is in Matthew chapter 1, Matthew chapter 1, verse 18 to 25. And we're going to divide this passage into three equal parts, all right? So very simple outline. Let's begin with the first part, an unexpected detour. Okay, we begin with an unexpected detour. So let's read verse 18. This is how the birth of Jesus Christ came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph. So immediately, Matthew gives us here, all right, the story of the incident before the birth of Christ in Matthew chapter 1. There's Mary pledged to be married to Joseph. And in verse 18 says, but before they came together, in other words, before they cohabit, before they lived in, before they, they had their, their sexual union, you know, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Right? Because Joseph, her husband, was a righteous man and did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. Right? Next verse. All right. So, the situation. Before we will judge Joseph immediately and, and say, you know, he's a bad, you know, husband. You know, why can, why, why he, he immediately quit and, you know, thought of divorce. All right. Let us try to understand the stages of a J Jewish wedding. All right. Because it's so so different than ours, right? So in Jewish wedding, there is no boy-girl relationship. There is no dating, by the way. The dating that we have today is totally worldly and modern, right? If you go back to biblical times, it was, it was immoral, it was indecent for a, a male and a female to go on dating, all right, so much with what is going on right now. In biblical times, that is considered immoral. So, so their marriage starts with what? Two families agreeing. All right, the family of the, of the man and the family of the woman. All right, so they agree together. It starts with that. Then what follows is the betrothal. The betrothal, the betrothal or the engagement. But this betrothal is so different than our engagement today. Because betrothal during the time is already legally binding. Right? When, when a man and a woman are betrothed to each other, they are already considered husband and wife. Right? Nothing is going to stop them except death and an immoral or infidelity that takes place. Right? So, when, when the Bible says Mary was pledged to Joseph, in other words, they were already technically husband and wife. But the difference is this. Before the wedding, even though they're husband and wife, they could not touch each other. I mean, literally. During this time of betrothal, the man is to be busy preparing his home. Right? He prepares the home because right 
after the wedding, you know what will happen? Right after the wedding, and usually the wedding takes place in the, the wife's house or the wife's town. So what will happen is the man, the husband, will bring his wife to the, the home that he is preparing, and that's where the sex takes place, the cohabitation. So we have to understand that if a wife is pregnant before the actual wedding, something immoral has happened. And that is the situation here. Mary was found to be pregnant even though they were already betrothed, all right? But there's no wedding yet. So technically, in the eyes of Joseph, there is something what? Something fishy going on, right? His, his wife has committed adultery already. His wife has committed something immoral. And again, let me repeat this. Premarital sex is immoral. It's a sin. So reminding the singles here, even if you've been together, sex outside marriage is a sin. Right? It is something immoral. It is something that you will have to answer before God, and there will be consequences when we keep on doing it. There will be consequences, I tell you. If not now, later. Right? It's very important to know that because that is the biblical standard. Okay? In fact, so strict that in the Old Testament, or even during the time of Jesus, when, when a wife is found by the husband not a virgin, you know what the husband can do? The husband can actually divorce the wife for not being a virgin. Or the other option, have that person stoned to death. So these are the two options of Joseph. All right? This is the, these are the two options. Divorce Mary or have her stoned to death. So right now, Joseph is confused. You know? She, she loved, you know, he loved Mary so much. And of course, he, he cares for, for her. And he could not afford Mary to die, you know, by stoning. So that's why the choice of Joseph is what? To quietly divorce her. That's what the Bible says. Because he's a righteous man. He just wants to follow what is right. So the right the rightest thing to do at the time is to divorce her quietly. Now, it's important to understand the word quietly there because when it says quietly, it means he doesn't want to put Mary or himself into public embarrassment. Malulawan man si Mary. Kung makibaw to tanan nga, gidivorce niya si Mary, on may implication. Implication, ah, oh, who in you know, unfaithful woman. See? So that's the case. So Joseph is left with two options. But you know what? When we trust the Lord, we will always find out that God has more than one option for us. Amen? God will always have a different option. So what is God's option? Take Mary as a wife. Take Mary as a wife. That was the option of God. That's what the angels said, you know? Take her as your wife. Right? No buts, no if. Okay? So, so, so that's the detour of the life of Joseph. He had, he had a wonderful plan, you know, excited about the marriage life, preparing for it. 
now there's a detour because wife is pregnant with somebody else's child. Alright? Next slide, please. So, according to John Bloom, the unplanned inefficient detours of our lives are planned by God. Are you listening? If, if you are a follower, if you believe in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, if you trust Him, and if you submit your plans to Him, nothing in your life is unplanned. Amen? They are common for disciples, and they commonly don't make sense in the moment. Just like what happened to Joseph right now. In, in, his, in his own, you know, sane thinking, what's going on now is what? It's totally, you know, out of sync from his plans. Unexpected. But God's ways are not because our lives are about him, not about us. He is orchestrating far more than we know in every unexpected event and delay. Friends, listen. Here's the point. When we, when we understand that everything in our lives is about Him, detours can be seen as part of God's ways. But if we think of our life, if, if we think about everything about our life, our career, our our our, you know, our financial, everything is about us. Any detour will bring us problems and discouragement. No? Maunang ma-discourage sa man? Because ang atong pagplano, all our planning is what? It's all about us. But kung, kung ang atong pagplano, it's, if, it's about Him, alright? Then, kung doon ay mga detours mabot sa tong life, dili kita ma-affected, man? Because we know that it's all about Him, not about us. Now, question, what about your life today? What are your plans? What's, what are your plans for marriage? We're talking here of Joseph trying to marry Mary. Alright? What are your plans about your marriage life? Were there detours? How did you handle the detour? Are you righteous enough like Joseph to do the right thing? See? That is the unexpected detour. Friends, when we follow the Lord, expect unexpected detours. There will be detours in life. Alright? Next slide, please. Then we come to the next part. The unexpected dream. The unexpected dream. Right? Let's read the verse. Verse 20. But after he had considered this, okay, let's focus there. After he had considered, what, what, what this? What consider? Okay, when he was considering about what? The divorcing part. So it means that Joseph was really thinking so much. Remember, Joseph loved Mary so much that doing this divorce is something, you know, he himself don't like. But, Having only two options, it's the least that he would choose, right? Because the other option is what? Stone to death. So I want you to put yourself in, in the shoes of, of Joseph right now, right? He's really considering this. You know, it hurts him to do this, but it's the right thing to do for himself and for Mary, right? But then, the Bible says, An angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife 
because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Now, think for a moment. Listen. Okay? Joseph got two shocks of his life. The first shock was wifey is pregnant. Okay, that, that really shocked him to his bone. Okay, wife is pregnant, oh boy, catastrophe. Okay, it's like the plan shattered. The second shock of his life is what? Not only is wifey pregnant, but here comes an angel. And by the way, angels don't usually appear to people. Have, you know, di ba ka masyak na angel mo kalitog tunghali mo? Masyakadi. Ako masyako. Bisang pag si Angel Luxane mo kalitugtungha. Masyakya pong ko. Ha? Angel? Angel Luxane? Di ba? Or what? An angel appeared to me. Oh, masyako. Oh. Angel Luxane? Okay. Or si Jai Jai ni. Ah. Libog ko. Right? Now, imagine this. The angel saying, it's not his wife is not just pregnant, but it's you know he he she is pregnant with another you know somebody else's child, but later realized that this child that Mary is carrying is the child of God. And not just any other child. This is the child that all the prophets were telling about. You see? So that made him more, you know, terrified. Can you imagine fathering? the Messiah. This is what the prophets were writing about. This is what Isaiah, you know, Daniel, and all the other prophets were writing about. You know, this Messiah is, is coming, and I'm going to be the father of this Messiah. Double shock. Alright? That is the unexpected dream. Right? Now, kung nag, nalibog na to siya kanina, karon unsa na lang tawag ani? Right? Makabuang nagyud. So, so that's the unexpected dream. Alright, next slide please. Then we come to the unexpected decision. Right. Notice this. When Joseph woke up, the Bible says he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. No buts, no if. See? The Bible simply says he did what the angel of the Lord No questions asked. Remember Zechariah last week? The angel said to Zechariah, Fear not, your wife is going to be pregnant. But you know the reaction of Zechariah? Are you sure of this? I mean, what, what's your proof? But with Joseph, it's different. See? He did what the angel of the Lord had commanded, had commanded him and took Mary as his wife. Next slide. The real test, listen, the real test of maturity is not what a person faces in life, nor is it revealed in what they have what they are called on to do rather the real evidence of the depths of a person's faith is seen in what they do with what they are handed what you do with what you're handed right joseph was handed a, an extremely difficult job right 
that, that he has to handle with care. He is to become the human father of the King of Kings, of the Lord of Lords. He is going to be the human father of, you know, of this man who is going to save the world. Alright? How he takes this will tell us, will give us a glimpse of his faith and of his heart. But the Bible says he took it, you know, he did as the angel commanded. And the Bible says he had no union with her until she gave birth to a son and he gave him the name Jesus. You know what? If, if, if Joseph was a modern teacher, you know, and you know, wedding, buntis naman kayo. Anyway, buntis naman kayo. We can do this. Anyway, buntis naman ka. You know? But the Bible is very clear. He had no union with her until she gave birth to a son. Meaning to say, it never changed the righteousness of Joseph. He still did what was right before God. Alright? What about us today? Kundo na na mga palpak, are you that kind of person nga eh? Sipiat naman ta, padayuno na nato ning sipiat. Wa naman. Are you like that? Wa naman, nakasala naman ta. So, there's no point, you know. No, friends, listen. Kung nakasaka once, what do you call that? Sipiat. <laughs> you fell into sin. Giusman ni magbuhat ang salaon sa itawag ana. Foolishness. You are being foolish. See? It doesn't make the sin lighter kung imong balik-balik. Kaya na naman. No? Okay? The point here is this. He had no union with her until she gave birth to a son. Meaning to say, Joseph really, you know, was a righteous man. You know? Pwede matunyang, well, pa naman ni Mary, wa naman. Let's do this. But the Bible is very clear. Joseph never touched Mary. Alright? He was still respecting her for who she is. Despite the fact na kung, you know, in, in, in the social side, ba, mura bag, wala na. Wala na, wala na ka. You know, you're a broken, you're a broken woman. But Joseph remained respectful and she or he did what was right before the sight of God and before, uh, before Mary. And you know what? That made him a courageous person. You know what is a courageous person? Dili na mo chicken o temptation. A courageous person is a person who says no to temptation and says, you know, this is not right. You know? What we are doing is not right. We should stop doing this. That's being courageous. You know, a coward person is... Well, sige naman tagbuhatan eh, padayuno na lang. Okay? Now, let us try to see, okay, what the heart of a courageous person is. Okay? So, as we are going to wrap up the life of Joseph, I want us to see five aspects or attributes of his heart. Unsa may heart ni Joseph? Nga nung gipili man siya ni Lord, nga nung importante man kayo siya, nga even the the Christian Church celebrates one day each year in honor of Joseph. Right? Five attributes. Number one, he had a righteous heart. 
He had a righteous heart. Joseph cared about righteousness. And he cared. Look at this. The Bible, that's the description of, of, of Joseph. Because Joseph, her husband, was a righteous man. You know, it doesn't mean that he, he had no sin, no? It simply means that Joseph was what? He was careful to do what's right before God and before men. Now, this is very important today because in our day and age, people are no longer living righteous lives. It's so easy for us to break the law of God and then, anyway, we'll just say, forgive me, Lord. There is no more, there is no more respect for the laws of God. There is no more respect for holiness and righteousness, for purity. You know? There's, it's so easy for us today, like the world. Sometimes today when, when people look at us, they could not see Jesus. Why? Because we are living the same lives as they are. There is no more distinction. There is no more rightness. We simply follow what they are doing. And no wonder we are not shining Christ's light as we should. What about us, brethren? Do we have a, a heart for righteousness? Do we care for righteousness? Do we even bother to follow and obey God? You know, when, when we talk about sin, do we even chicken out when it comes to sinning or it's the opposite we are so bold in sinning and so chicken when it comes to doing what's right that's what's going on in the world today when we talk about immorality and wrong people are so bold even so proud about their wrongness but when we are doing what is right we even say Shh, we, we are even embarrassed when we do what's right. See? But Joseph, the Bible says, because he was a righteous man, you know, he did not want to expose Mary to public disgrace. During that time, the most rightful thing to do for Joseph is to divorce her quietly. That was the, you know, the the most humane thing to do compared to what? Putting her to death. You know? Bringing, dragging her to the elders and telling everyone, my wife is pregnant and we are not yet married or we are not yet wed. That would be the, you know, the other option. But the Bible says he was a righteous man. What about us? Christians, are you listening? You who call yourself a Christian, do you still have, you know, do you still have the guts to be righteous? That I'm a righteous person, you know? I am doing what is right before God. Next, a compassionate heart. Okay, a compassionate heart. Joseph cared about Mary. So, so if you look at Joseph as a husband here, there's, there's a balance here between doing what is right and caring so much for Mary because the Bible says he did not want to expose her to public disgrace. So I want you to imagine this. Can someone not today in a betrayed? Well, betrayed before. So anybody, anybody here, you, you trust someone, you love someone, then at the back of your, of your relationship, that person 
broke your trust, di ba? Kasi sa nakasaway, anak. Really? Oh. <laughs> oh ba? Sige. Storyata later, ha? <laughs> okay. You know, hindi uh, ko pa relate, but it must, it must be so painful, di ba? It must be so painful waiting for this moment, and then boom! You know, your heart is like broken into so many pieces because the person you love is now carrying a child that is not yours. Right? And you could probably think of ways, and I will kill this woman, you know? And, but take note, even the hurt siya, pero unsaman, nanawang niya sa Bible, he doesn't want to expose her to public disgrace, meaning to say, there is still so much love and care from the heart of Joseph, even though he's hurt. You know why this is so important? We need men like that today. Hello. We need men, you know, who can be so hurt, but never vengeful, you know? Kanabang hurt kay kapain kay kapat. There is no kanabitong, there is no force inside of you to get even. But just compassion. You need, you need a boyfriend, a husband like that. Nabisag suko kay nimo, kay nasayok ka, suko kay sa nimo, but he could never dare lift a finger or hand on you because that man cares for you. We need men like that today. Okay, we have few men here. Are you that man? Okay. Kaning kesa may wa pa boyfriend. Raise your hand. Kesa wa pa boyfriend dali. Shoki. Okay. Kana wa pa mga boyfriend. Nana na kay boyfriend. Nana po kay boyfriend. Okay ba lagi? Gabi kay no tuluon jud. Alright. Kung wala boyfriend, pray. Okay, I want you to pray. This is your application today. Pray that God would raise up a Joseph-like man for you. Amen? Now, kinsa na yung mga boyfriend? Raise your hand. Okay, or mga husband. Okay, na yung mga husband. It's not yet, it's never too late. Stop praying, Lord, can you please make, you know, my boyfriend or my husband to have that heart of Joseph. Diba? Nindot kayo? You know? Diba? I don't know if Sharon is praying this. God would give me the heart of Jesus. You know, a man nga, do not care for what is right, which is very important today. A man who is compassionate. Now, why is this so important? Because in our society today, namataning, you know, the masculine, the macho image. Diba? Nga, if you're compassionate, you're, you're seen as a weakling. No? Weakness yung pagkatao. No. A real man is so hard when it comes to doing what is right and yet his heart is so soft and tender to feel compassion to those who are in need. See? We need men like that. And I pray that God would raise up men who are, you know, having a righteous heart and com compassionate heart from within. We need to learn to balance righteousness and compassion. All right, next. A soft heart. All right, a soft heart. Joseph was able to change. Now, why is this so important? Again, because in our, in our modern age, 
with, we see a soft heart as a sign of what? Of weakness. A weakness siya, kaya dali na kayo ma-change. You know, sa may lang term, ana, if, if you're a guy nga, dali na ma-change imong, imong mind, imong heart, kung sa may tawag ni mo, fickle-minded, diba? Bading. Dali uh, ramda, diba? And we don't, you know, I, we like men who are strong, kana yung determined. You know, who would really stand firm. Dili-dali ma-mutuo. You see? Well, that's true. But friends, not all the time. Because we also need men today who are strong in their conviction about the truth, listen, but soft when it comes to mistakes. When you know that you are wrong, we need men who are soft enough to say, you know what? I'm wrong. I made a mistake. You see, we need that because we have so many men today who are so proud that they're men that they don't admit their mistakes. Bisang pag obvious na kayo. Bisang pag gagunit o siya yun, dili ko mo si Grilio. Diba? See, we need men who are like Joseph. Asam ning part ng soft heart ni Joseph. Okay, look at the verse. Look at the verse. In verse 19, it says there, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. So that was his, you know, moto yang yang decision. You know, this is the situation. He's a man. He's a righteous man. This is my decision. Divorce quietly. In verse 20, ingon ba yun? He had considered this. In other words, ganina tong buntag, pagkatog niya, ingon, iya ba yung consider? Okay? And then there's this intervention of God. Notice pag wake up niya. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him. You see? That's the softness. He was quick to repent. In other words, nakadecide na siya, but when God intervened, when the truth, when the truth confronted him, na, you know what? He was man enough, courageous enough to say, you know what? I should change my decision. Yes. I will follow you, Lord. We need men like that. Strong conviction for righteousness, but when you learn and when you realize that you are wrong, you are soft enough to say, I should change. I'm wrong. Forgive me. Diba? Because na mga men nga, proud lang yung kayo, nga men lang, they're always right. Bisakonsao na lang. Bisak obvious na kayo nga walhunon, right lang yun, right lang yun. Isagkaro na kayo nga, nga walhunon kayo ang yang, yang lifestyle. Wala. See? We have to be soft enough to admit our mistakes. And here we find that He changed. When God intervened, He changed. Okay? We need to be open to God calling us to something else. We need to be moldable in God's hands. Next slide. Right, a trusting heart. Joseph believed God. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord him. Now, what's with the trusting heart? Why is this so important? Again, in our days today, when somebody is so trusting, what do you call that person? Naive. Gullible. Dalila kay mutuo. Diba? And that is what Joseph was. You know? Nasha decision, God spoke, 
Change na yun siya. Diba? And, and, and if ulain pa mo sa Allah, oh, grabe, what on yun? Oh, nangayang pa to siya. Oh, God, like, Angel, can you give me one week to think about this? You know, this is not easy. Fathering this child, no, it's, give me one week. Di na, paspas kayo, di ba? He did. The Bible says, he did what the angel commanded. Because of faith. Because Joseph knew his God very well. Listen, if you know your God so well, you don't have to doubt his instructions. Even if it is what? Nonsense. Even if it is impractical. Are you listening? If you know your God, if you trust Him so well, if you know that everything that God commands us is for our good, we can never afford to doubt God. Now, this is very important to, to emphasize because there were great men who doubted God. Moses doubted God. Abraham doubted God. Zechariah doubted God. And you know what happened? Zechariah became mute for nine months. See? Friends, let us be trusting. When it comes to God's word, we need to trust that God is wiser than us, more powerful than us, and that he loves us. We can trust that his plan is for his glory and for our good, and it's better than what we can come up with. Amen? And finally, an obedient heart. An obedient heart. Joseph was eager to obey. And again, this is very clear. This is not just, you know, obeying and say, Yes, Lord, I will obey, but again, give me more time. No. Look at this. He obeyed, but then he obeyed immediately. The Bible says he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded. Friends, it's one thing to obey. It's another thing to obey after a few days. I'm sure we all obey. But sometimes our obedience is what? Forced? Someone? Uh, coerced? Sometimes our obedience is not instant. Listen to this. Obedience isn't just what you do, but how and when. Obedience is doing what you are told to do, when you are told to do it, and with a happy heart happy heart how how are we obeying god is it instant is it at the moment or are we trying to delay obeying god right now as we close as we close brethren i want to leave you with these words when you find yourself suddenly moving in a detour you had not planned. Just like what Joseph experienced. I want you to have that kind of Joseph heart. Joseph's heart. Take heart, hold tight, trust God's navigation. Be courageous to serve because he is with you all throughout the journey. And that is why the Bible says he must be called Emmanuel. God with us. Brethren, I don't know what challenge God has for you this Christmas or year 2021. But if you're going to trust Him, if you're going to hold on to Him, if you are going to make your life all about Him, 
then have the courage to serve no matter what. Amen? Have the heart of Joseph. Righteous, compassionate, soft, trusting, obedient. Let's pray. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your message today. We thank you, Lord, for this opportunity that we can reflect, Lord, and, and see how far we are from you, from Joseph. Give us the grace, give us, Lord, the, the burden to change, to repent of our sins. Lord, give us the desire for righteousness. Give us the desire, O oh God, for having compassion for others. Give us the desire to have a soft heart that whenever you convict us of wrong, we are quick to change, to repent. Give us a trusting heart to just submit to your will, even if it means hard and difficult for us. Give us the burden to be obedient, Lord. Not just with big things, but even in simple things. Obedience, O oh God, is what you're looking for. Father, we pray that you would mold us, transform us. Help us, Lord, to become a new person from within as a result of this gospel message. Father, prepare us right now as we come to the sacred table to receive the sacrament of your body and blood. And make us worthy, Lord, to receive this. Make us truly worthy to truly reflect, Lord, upon our life, to repent all our sins, and to trust you, O God, to give us a new beginning. In Jesus' name, amen.